Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Fantasy Fitbar Pod. We are the podcast that talks about Scottish football through the unique lens of Fantasy Fitbar. My name is John and listeners, in a time of shortages, we have no shortage of guests and Fitbar Patter for you tonight. Do we, Scobie? We do not, John. We do not. Even a bit of ransomware can, can steal this from us. <laughs> Who do we have on, John? Introduce. Well, we, we introduce. How do you introduce this man? I mean, the only way to do it is simply the best guest we have had on the show, listeners. We got him on far too late last season. Uh, so, Gregor Smith, I welcome you back. How are you doing, mate? Hello. Thanks for having me. That was a big me up. I'm a few uh, less pints down than I was last time. So, hopefully, a bit more compass mentis. <laughs> Gregor, the statistician, um, Smith, I think he became known after, uh, after, his, uh, after his infamous first episode. Good to have you back, mate. Um, Glad to be here. Back to, you know, pick apart what's going on at Aberdeen this year, which we'll, which we'll get yeah. right into, I'm sure, uh, in this episode. I can't wait. You're getting, you've been outnumbered by sheep on this podcast once again, Scooby, but I'm sure you'd be very happy to be telling us how things are going at Timecast. Of course. We've got a long line of jammers <laughs> to, to come on in the weeks to come, I'm sure, too. Um, bye. Lots, lots to crack on with. Another good week in Scottish football and a good weekend ahead. All right, it's an absolute bumper weekend ahead. We've got loads of chat from the previous week as well, so we'll do our usual bra and sort of covering the full spectrum of Scottish football uh, chat and uh, sticking our fantasy lens on it all. And then Scobie uh, will look back at last week's in part two, but also looking forward to what we've already said is quite a sensational-looking uh, weekend. You know, you've got Hearts, Motherwell coming up, um, two teams, two of the most informed teams in the league, uh, you've also got Hibs trip to Ibrox and uh, Aberdeen and Celtic, which is just going to be pure pandemonium at the back for both teams, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but enough of that, enough of that. Scobie, do you want to kick us off with bras and nos? Well, my obvious bra is, is that we're back this week. Uh, so sorry to listen, we, were, we, we, you know, we had to take a week off. Um, but, you know, back, good to be back. That's the main bra. But my other one I was going to touch on, it's always a bra. It's um, the Scotland squad announcement. Um I think just good to see, no no huge surprises there, um, but good to see the likes of Kelly back in there, um, you know, and, um, you know, boys that we've seen so far in this, but obviously we think maybe he'll get a run out too. So no big changes, but um, a good squad, some fancy football Scotland implications there maybe, but at least they're only playing two games this time, as opposed to the kind of three games we've become accustomed to over the last few international um, weeks. And yes, a couple of exciting games against Israel and Fair Islander. Should be good, yeah. I think after last time, it's you know it came from nowhere. We thought the campaign was dead, and now suddenly it's looking good. So I'm excited. It's quite fun when Scotland international duty comes around now. Uh, after we've had a bit of a taste of it, at the Euros, you Absolutely. never know. Absolutely, the real buzz of it, isn't it? And, yeah. and you know, two wins on the bounce. We can't say that often going into, <laughs> into a weekend of um, a week of, of international football. I mean, do we want to try maybe just to touch on maybe the little more controversial parts of the squad that I thought, um, you know, there was a lot of seed from St. Johnston fans. I feel like there's always a lot of seed from St. Johnston fans when uh, when Scotland squads are announced. Xander Clark dropped uh, from the previous squad. You know, John McLaughlin's in there, um, obviously saving the penalty for Rangers at the weekend and generally done pretty well when called upon by them. And Liam Kelly, I think, has been uh, really solid for Motherwell this season. So it's hard to argue, I think, for Clark to be in there. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Clark's solid. Um, I'm sure he'll get a chance, but I think I think Kelly's the one to watch, right? 
um, coming up in the future and um, McLaughlin's, you know, playing for Rangers, so he's always going to be in the squad, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> well, I know, but at least we know who's starting, and I think that's the, that's the good. <laughs> you, you, know, you, you know the Scotland squad's in rude health, and we're arguing about the third-choice goalkeeper. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. I mean, the only, my only one is, and there was a, there was a bit of this, um, depending on which side of, of Edinburgh you, you sit on, um, one half not believing that John Souter had made the squad, the other half not believing Ryan Porch had made the squad. I think there's fair arguments there, particularly because for me, I don't think Scott McKenna has ever really offered an awful lot um, for Scotland. Quite how he's doing it, not in Forest. I'll admit, I don't really know. I don't follow it, but you know, I've never, I've never seen McKenna as a player. I always thought Aberdeen took that money and, and ran with it rightly. Um, you know, I would be nice to have seen actually Suter and Porteous. You know, perhaps that's a centre back pairing for us for the future. Um, but it seems to be the kind of two informed centre backs in, in in Scotland this season, arguably. Yeah, I, I think so. I think McKenna sort of. Even as an ex uh, ex Aberdeen player, fills me with dread when you see him in the Scotland <laughs> shirt. When he came on against Croatia and fell over the ball with his Rugby first tackle. touch, and God knows what's happening. Every time he comes on, you just he's just got an absolute beast in his locker. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I think I'm I'm done with my ex Aberdeen McKenna. Uh, let's get the young boys in. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And the only other boy that maybe um, you know Tony Watt has been on fire in the Scottish Premiership so far this season. And Kevin Nisbet, whilst you know did score in the warm up for the Euros, has not been particularly in good form for Hibs, considering how well they've done in the league so far. That was probably the only one that, and that was probably the one that I thought maybe could have gone to Watt because. You know, if we're needing a goal with 10 minutes to go, do you not want to have the option of bringing on a guy that is banging it in the back of the net for his club team? Maybe. I, I think Nisbet's done more than enough. Yeah. You know, he's he's obviously a goal scorer, but he's got that pacing behind off the bench. He's a he's a, he's a constant goal threat. Yeah, the numbers are not looking good for him this season and Watt's looking good. I think Watt's got to do a bit more for me so far. But yeah, it, he's put his name in the hat. It's hat in the name. <laughs> Hat's in the name. Well, that's my bra. Um, and, then to, and then to sort of flip it, not, not to be negative, because um, we've got a lot of good stuff to look forward to. Mainly, I'm going to be um, at Hearts Motherwell this Saturday, which is going to be a, a cracker of a game. Um, but it's all been surrounded a little by, by this vaccine passport fiasco. Um, which is which is becoming a gripe, I think, for a lot of football fans, particularly because we were told this would be the first time, as of 1st of October, that we would need to uh, provide a vaccine passport. Then the Scottish Government came out yesterday saying that that was now going to be delayed by two weeks. It's clear now that they also didn't speak to the clubs or communicate this, and because the clubs have then now to issue their own um, response today, saying that the vaccine passports are indeed needed. And it's apparently this two-week grace period that's been introduced was um, to primarily give businesses time to test their processes. Well, I think a football club is a business, so I don't understand why they are exempt from that. It does feel a little bit like the good old um, let's make it difficult for football um, sort of approach that we tend to see in Scotland, um, particularly from the Scottish government. But yes, so that's my little gripe about vaccine passports. Anyone going to games this weekend, if you've not heard that, make sure you do have your vaccine passport because you absolutely do need one. It's a public service announcement, basically. For reasons you want. <laughs> <laughs> so that's me. There you go. Both Gregor and I being based in London, unfortunately, mm. will not be making it to any Scottish Premiership matches yeah. this weekend. Well. 
That's you. But Gregor, what, what's been on your mind this week? You always, you always come armed with some interesting points of view. So where do you want to start first? So I'll start with my bra. Uh, and it's about the amount of fullbacks that we've got mm. at our disposal in fantasy football Scotland this season. I always like to play fullbacks over centre-backs in fantasy because um, I just like that sort of attacking upside. Yeah. I'm just reluctant to like plug in like expensive players like Goldson, Carter, Vickers, Suter. Yeah, they're like clean sheet and a goal threat, but I like to sort of look for those sort of more cheaper fullback options. And being a fullback myself, um, you know, I, I like I like to have four fullbacks in my team, uh, in my fantasy team. So I'm just going to go through a few that I think are really good options. So mm-hmm. first one, Paul McGinn, He's top five player in the game, top defender, Couple of goals and assists, got a Scotland call up. Um, 3.8, maybe a bit pricey, but pretty good, right? Yeah. Tavernier is there, maybe not quite hitting the heights of last season, but you know, he's going to remain seeing everyone's side. Mm-hmm. Then got Tony Ralston or Ralvez or whatever they're <laughs> referring to him, but you know, he started really well and yeah. 2.6 million for a Celtic fullback. You can't, I don't think you can turn your nose up at that. Um, um, especially seen as JJ, I think he's just been confirmed by Ange being out for about three or four weeks. Yeah. Because that was the rotation risk, wasn't it? That JJ is the right back they brought in. But yeah, no, I agree. He's back up. A, a, a really good option. He's good. And then there's the two Hearts boys. Um, Alex Cochran, you know, monster 18-point haul last week. But he looks like a good player um, on loan from Brighton. There's Michael Smith on the other side, who's scoring well, 33 points. Mm. Alex Cochran's 2.5 million. It's so cheap. Um, and then my main man, Calvin Ramsey, 2.5 million. He's had 62 crosses in six games. That's over 10 a game. For context, only Tavernier has more and no one else is even close to that. And a little tidbit I got here is Calvin Ramsey has had the second most bonus points in the whole game. He's had nine bonus points. And seven of those bonus points have come in games where Calvin Ramsey has had no clean sheet, no assist or no goal. So that weird Opta algorithm that calculates the bonus points likes Calvin Ramsey's games. It's rewarding crosses, it's rewarding uh, um, chances created. So he's one to look look at definitely. He also not, takes not he also takes corners as well. All set pieces, um, and he's a real threat. I think he's almost a lock for me, um, mm. especially being a Don's fan. Mm. Josh Doig, always a favourite. Scott Tanzer, little one for St Mirren, third in the league for crosses, mm. two point four million set pieces, playing attack and win back. Jack McKenzie, John, you're a big champion of him at left back for Aberdeen, two point two million, so good. Mm. Uh, and then there's Carol for uh, Motherwell, who had that early three assists. Haven't really seen him, so I don't know if he's out of favour, but he did come on at the weekend, so keep an eye. Uh, and then Reese Devine, who played quite a lot for St. Johnson at the start of the season on loan from Man U. Um, struggled for game time, but I think he's good. And then, John, you mentioned it, the Celtic injury situation, but Adam Montgomery, uh, uh, young left-back. Uh, if Greg Taylor and Juranovic are out, Who's going to play at left back? Is it going to be ball and goalie? Or is Montgomery going to get another run out? If he does, he's 2.2 million um, cheapest player in the game. Um, one to watch. What's a roundup? See, that's why we have him on, Scobie. <laughs> yeah. I think that's the, that's the episode done, to be honest. 
We've kind of covered all the key points there. Uh, no, fantastic, fantastic. Volleyball and goalie. I never thought we'd see him again, but we'd be fun to, fun to get. He played the other week. Namesake in episode four, uh, all those all those many months ago. Uh, yeah. I love, uh, yeah, I think, I think, Greg, you've made some excellent points and it sort of leads into what I was going to bring up and was talking about the, the template this year and how it's kind of been blown wide open in fantasy football. Scotland. Last year, as you say, there was, you know, you had Tav, you had Goldson, you had the triple Rangers at the back, basically, and you sort of filled in from there. But this year, you know, the, it, the, it has been different and it's been way more fun, I think, as a result of it. And probably a bit more frustrating, don't get me wrong, there's been some bad weeks, but, you know, to, to, to go on to your fullback point, if you were to wildcard just now, just say, you know, would you be purely out of those guys that you've mentioned? That's your full full defensive line. I think so. I'm going, I could be going Tav, Cochrane, Ramsey and Tanzer. And that is opening up salary for midfield mm. and striker. Yeah. Because it's midfield and where they're getting the heavy hitters and the and the strikers as well, isn't it? So, some so many enablers in there for your squad value, which is which is brilliant. Mm-hmm. Scooby, you look like you've just done a smelly fart. No, I'm just I'm just listening intently. <laughs> no, I think it's uh, yeah, so it's, 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 yeah, well, it's stuff that we'll come on to as well. Some of those guys, um, you know, key performers, but yeah, it's a it's a, it's a big one. And I, you, I mean, it, it takes us into your your. I think you're about to speak about your broad, John, but we'll maybe save my save my point there for that. I just, I you, so much you've that can up. Yeah, well, I think <laughs> the, the, okay, I, 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 yeah, come on, I wanted to give you the platform. Um, I think you are right about what you were saying about the, the whole template piece as well. I mean, to, um, to take my own team as an example, I've not had Martin Boyle at any point this year, the game's leading scorer. And yet I'm saying a fairly respectably high, um, you know, league position in, in, in main leagues in the mega league, and it just goes to show, I think there's depth across this game. You know, the, the template is a bit broken and you aren't all at sea if you don't have him, if you didn't have Furuhashi for a while, for example. You know, there's 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 so many different options there. You know, Gregor has just done a, a sort of mini TED talk on uh, wing banks alone. I'm sure we could, we could deep dive into other pockets mm. and, and positions in, in the game, but um, it's really good. And even seeing some strikers, dare I say, start to come out and... Um, and, and assert themselves on the game, so yeah, it's uh, it's really exciting. Very good, Gregor. Do you have a do you have a gnaw for us? I do have a gnaw, and I'm gutted this is my gnaw because I was excited <laughs> when I saw the announcement that uh, Fantasy Football Scotland were adding stacked bonus points to the game, and uh, that's the sort of thing that turns mm. my head, and I was quite excited for it. Um, but a little, little quiz for you guys here. Um, so Martin Boyle, Liam Boyce and Neil Abada, top three scorers, point scorers in Fantasy Football Scotland, 147 mm. points between them. How many of those points do you think have been made up by the new stats points? So to remind you, stats for one point for three shots on target, one point for every three tackles, one point for every three interceptions and one point for 40 passes made by midfielders. Just rough guess. Collectively. Yeah. Ten. Twenty-five. Zero. What? <laughs> Zero. Not one of them have benefited from any stats points. That's and I've looked at the top 25 scorers in the game and 5% of their points have been made up by stat points. 
So in conclusion, this stat point stuff is nonsense. Mm. Um, if mm. you think about what they've done, one point for three shots on target, you know, no one has averages three plus shots on target per 90. Mm. French Eddie had two and he was last season and he was that was the top in the league. No one has three tackles a game. No one, tackles are not a thing in football. You may think, yeah, people tackle all the games. They don't at all. Interceptions. <laughs> the only person that does interception in the whole league is that guy, Callum Butcher for Dungeon United. I don't know if you've seen uh, him, but yeah, yeah. he is an absolute hatchet man. He's actually been booked in every single game he started this season <laughs> for. He got hooked in the Dundee Derby because he was going to get sent off. Um, and the only players that have more than 40 passes are old firm midfielders. Um, so I just, I'm just a bit, I'm a bit disappointed that it's not influencing the game. It, it got brought in to make the game more exciting, mm -hmm. to give you more decisions. It's not doing that, and my worry is that it turns off new people that want to come and play fantasy football yeah. that are new to the game and they see things like, oh, I've got to think about interceptions mm -hmm. and tackles, and they're just like, I can't be bothered with this. Aye. So either get the scoring system better to make it more influential, or um, bin it off. It's interesting because they must have, you, you, I would imagine that they looked at the statistics going backwards and worked out how much influence this would have on the game. And by doing that, I mean, I, don't, I assume you haven't done that, Gregor, but I'd imagine it was probably pretty minimal as well. But they, they were probably nervous about introducing a new system that then completely, like, could you imagine if it, but I think it's at max at one point. So if, even if you had, say, six shots on target, I still think you only get one point. Yeah. For, for shots on target, you yeah. Yeah, you'd only get six, but for tackles, if you made six tackles, you get two points. Right. So it's a bit again, just a bit more convoluted, but I just yeah, guess they were they were probably yeah, worried that it was I, gonna yeah, be I, I get it. it, it yeah. It's tough, right? It's it's mm. tough to get it right. And it's mm. probably better this way than the other way, as you say, and everyone yeah. would be getting annoyed because people um Jando fuck folks at um at Dundee United tackle an interception machine you know somebody that we pointed out I think start of season we get a lot of interception he is leading uh, the way interception wise isn't he and he's had a mere four bonus points across the whole season so yeah. far in yeah. seven games for so that's what he's got to show for is um his his, his prowess yeah. the, the 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 one thing that he might have done well for is is the keepers so yeah. you know one point for every three saves is, is enough to make it influential. So more than seven of the goalkeepers in the league already are averaging more than three saves a game. Um, so, you know, the Gordon, Clark, Kelly, Macy, all picking up five or six stat points so far, yeah. which is, it makes it more like, don't just plug in the sort of Rangers goalie and yeah. hope for the clean sheet. Right. Play that guy that's going to get stats. The only player that's outfield player that's really benefiting from these stat points is Turnbull. Because uh, he has more than forty passes every game, but yeah. Scottish football just there's not a lot of passing. So outside the old firm, you're not getting any of the midfielders are benefiting from that. But yeah. Turnbull is he's he's leading the way on seven stat points so far. It's like sixteen percent right. of his score has been stats. So. Bonus points though, are you are you sort of removing from the argument? You know, yeah, I I haven't talked about bonus points here, so bonus points. I did the maths as well. It's about twelve percent of people's scores. Um, I think bonus points are all right. I yeah. think the hard thing is that no one knows how it's calculated. No. Yeah. Uh, if you, you can Google it and there's about 100 data points that ought to have, and but it's still, it's so convoluted. You can't really, 
I said that little tidbit about Ramsey, maybe the algorithm likes him, but you can't really like predict bonus points. And sometimes I hate it where if someone scores and it's a 1-0 win, then they're getting three bonus points. So it just makes that goal almost worth double. Is that right? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Being able to see it live as we see in the you know the Premier League equivalent is at yeah. least a you know, engagement factor. Yeah. Game and yeah, yeah. yeah. It's exciting, but that is fascinating wow. about the about the new additions. Well, well done, and we'll, uh, we'll 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 see what see what fantasy football Scotland Towers come back with. Mm-hmm. John, Jamie, it's kind of negative, but what's your what, what's on your mind? Are we getting out of this section on a no? All right, my gnaw is, and it, it's to do with attendances as well, Scooby, at football stadiums, and it is Rangers and Celtic not letting away fans into their stadiums. It started off, I think, just between the two of them not doing it, but now they're not letting, so like Hibs are away at Ibrox this weekend, can't take fans there. You know, Motherwell had a really good result um, away at Ibrox at the weekend, no fans in the stadium. This is just something that, should not be allowed. They should be definitely getting in the stadium. It adds to the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. It just in our product, in a Scottish football product that we were talking about the other week, that we don't promote our game enough. This is another instance of us shooting ourselves in the foot and just yeah. needs to be stopped. It does. Uh, the Blue Hearts of Motherwell have, have um, today it's been announced, written to ask for an explanation from um, the league body and um, we'll see what comes back from that i'm sure nothing particularly insightful but yeah i agree with you john wholeheartedly hello and welcome back to part two of this week's fantasy fit by pod we have gregor nibor smith in the house he's not quite 92 years old just yet but he is often wheeled Round in a wheelchair. Got it right. <laughs> oh dear. Joke, joke never gets told. Yeah, I'll have to explain that one at some point. <laughs> Lovely. Uh, well, this part of the effort, you know, lot, lots, to, lots to sort of look back on. We will look back, but we will look forward as we do. I think all of the games um, warrant some mention from last weekend. So we'll try and We'll try to wiggle in and around them. We're going to start off with uh, a man we were talking about that was potentially unlucky to miss out on a Scotland call-up. That was Tony Watt, who popped up with a late winner for Motherwell to send them third. Um, pretty hard, hard-fought victory against Ross County. Ross County do seem to have turned a corner, uh, but that made it four wins on the trot for Motherwell. Did any of us see this coming at the start of the year? No, absolutely <laughs> not. They make all these signings and you've never heard of any of the players. And then, mm. you know, Van Veen's been quality, you know, Watt's done nothing for years and he's he's banging them in. Four goals this season. Um, Motherwell look a decent side, um, back to where they were a couple of years ago. They do. It's a, it's, a, it's a brave and bold thing to do to come in as a manager to... You know, he kind of took uh, a team that was very much in Stephen Robinson's image, muddled through to the end of the year, did have a strong finish to the year, and then completely rebuilt his uh, his team over over a summer. Um, it's impressive. Um, you know, lots of new names, and it's been interesting from a uh, from a fancy point of view. You know, getting used to some of these players, seeing who's going to be the, the 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 ones to invest in. There are some, as we know, the likes of Van Veen coming 
coming through. Slattery looks a looks a good player as well, though. Uh, seems to be playing regularly. Um, and he got a goal himself, obviously, at the weekend. Um, the first goal. Um, so, you know, it's uh, it's interesting there. Definitely ones to watch. Uh, who's up next for them? Well, it's Hearts, of course. Um, happy to uh, announce, obviously, that I will, I will be at the game. I think it's going to be a fantastic occasion. Robbie Nielsen was was talking up after our after our victory against Livingston on Saturday, three 0 at home to Livingston. Not something we've seen um, Hearts win as convincingly as that. Livingston were very poor, starting with them. Um, I see not much value in that Livingston squad currently. Does anyone care to challenge that opinion? It's, it's a strange one, isn't it? Because they, they obviously had the great result against uh, Celtic at the Spaghetti Had the week before. Mm. I think they've got a mad record at Spaghetti Had. They've not lost to Celtic in the last three games there or something like that. Um, so, you know, just building on that good form. And you think that that's a platform for them to, mm. to then move on. But then, you know, three games in six days, lost in the League Cup as well. And it was, uh, yeah, it was right crashing back down to earth. And it's hard to see... Between them, County and probably Dundee, they look like the three teams to me that are in the most danger in the season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think you were the darlings of uh, Fancy Football Scotland as well last year, weren't they? John Guthrie, you know, was a was a sort of pod legend. I know that um, it was a it was sort of legend right across the Fancy Football Scotland um, community. But you know, lots of players like Josh Mullen who we loved and Robinson, and there was you know there was sort of consistent scores there um, and people that you could you'd happily. Um, start week in week out, and it's just kind of all gone to pot. But we, yeah, as you say, we thought, thought the Celtic game could be a bit of a catalyst for change. But um, you know, I don't know. I don't. I don't see an awful lot. I think they've they've Martindale's trying to change the style a little bit this season. So that before they've been that 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 big physical side that have been really difficult to beat. And you know, this year they've got they've got quite a lot of wee rages running around in midfield, and it and it looks good, but. Ultimately, they're not getting the results there. And, yeah. it, it, you know, there's a reason why these bigger, more physical teams, you know, just look at Motherwell, how well set up they are at the back, ultimately, and difficult mm-hmm. to beat that are successful in our league. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Which kind of brings me back to Hearts. A uh, bit of a wonder there as to how they will line up against Motherwell. Um, I think, um, I don't think the teams can be much different. Um, so looking at it from a fancy point of view, um, I think we shall, we'll see Smith and we'll see Cochrane both playing. Two guys we've talked mm. about, uh, Cochran also obviously being the highest point scorer in the game week last week with 18. Smith had 12. Uh, so I think you, you can be quite confident in the back line. Hopefully Suter back um, to, to slot in for Moore, who was uh, playing in his place. But we'll wait and see. I think you make a good point that with Motherwell, they're a very big team, big physical team. So I could, yeah. I could maybe see as, as impressive as Cammy Devlin's been since he's joined um, the young Australian. He's only five foot seven. Um, him and Benny are not the most imposing central midfield pair, especially when we've got um, you know Woodburn, who's pretty small himself, um, and Mackay and Boyce. You know, I think he'll probably play Herring just for a bit of size in that midfield. Um, but I think um, it's likely that Mackay, Woodburn, and and Boyce will will kind of keep that front three going, which is maybe harsh on GMS. But he's he's not a bad season, but I don't think he's quite nailed on as a starter. And I think Mackay's looks like he's come in ready to play. So. Um, yeah, he's he's sort of one to watch. Definitely, Woodburn and Mackay from a fancy point of view, um, really interesting. I think I think it's good to like you know it, as unfortunate as for GMS that he's come off. It's nice that you've spread 
taking the pressure off him being the one creative spark, like Mackay's come in and hit the ground running, looks like the player that really earned that move to Swansea mm. uh, a few years ago, that, which, which is great from a, from a Hearts perspective um, yeah. going forward. What do you, what do you make of uh, the sort of time castle renaissance, Gregor? Quite good to see, isn't it? They've got, got good players, players that are good to watch. You know, Barry Mackay, GMS, the sort of players that get you off your seat. You know, Mackay last week, uh, really dangerous. Every time he gets the ball, just the way he sort of drives in the pitch and drives to goal, looks like a, a really good player. Um, I was excited to see um, uh, Josh Janelli this season, but, you know, there's so many players in front of him now. Um, it, it's, we struggle for him to get in. Um but what can you say about Liam Boyce? Mm. I mean, it's not just the goals, it's three assists as well. Mm-hmm. He, he's on penalties. Like, I think he is the closest it comes to being a must-have. Especially Potentially that's... more than Tiverny, given the Ooh. options. <laughs> the lack of options at striker sometimes we find in this game. He's, he's currently going at a rate which would see him become Hearts' first striker to score over 20 goals in, I think, about... I don't even know. So it's like years. John Robertson or something. I think I think Robbo, I was just trying to remember if, if, if Janikowskis maybe did it one mm. season, um, you know, back in the, in the Romanov days. Um, I'll check that one and get back to you, but um, yeah, I mean it's been it's been that long that we've not had a, a you know a, a proper goal scoring striker to, to hit that mark. So he's yeah. second most owned in the game at fifty two percent. What says it all really? So yeah, yeah. going to be a cracking game, but it's a weekend of cracking games. Um, you know, Rangers as we've talked about, not flying by any means. It took a second half penalty save from McLaughlin, um, as you rightly mentioned at the top of the show, John, to secure that 1-0 win at Dundee. Um, Jason Cummings, come dog, who's been a bit of a fantasy football, maybe for some people, darling, who kind of kept him in the, in the team or um, been too focused on swapping other players out. Um, you know, oh, could have been a, could have been another goal for, for, the, for the wee man. Um, yeah, not to be. 12 points for McLaughlin as well. He was one of the top scorers last week. Is that now kind of is that sort of settled that goalkeeper pickle at Rangers that we thought at the start of the season? Is uh, is that worth considering? Or just Rangers are just a bit of a pickle at the moment in general, isn't it? Mm. You know, you don't want to play the goalie because you might get you might come in, you might come out. I don't know what's going on with, with Barisic kind of coming in and out the team, and then Bassey's come in and done all right, and then in midfield. Injuries to Kent, does that mean Arebo would had you your men? And then what are, what what we're doing up front for Rangers with Morelos, Ruth Sakala? They've got COVID scares again. I hear this week they've got a game in Europe on Thursday, mm-hmm. so it's almost like whoever plays on Thursday, don't play them on. Mm-hmm. Put them in your fantasy football Scotland team. I, I think right. um, it's it's very hard to tell and. It's frustrating because last year season it was so easy just to plug in the Rangers boys and get on with it. Um, but it's proven tricky this season, which again comes back to your point, John, about no template teams. It's definitely more exciting. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I mean, yeah, the goalkeeping situation you want to stay miles away from. Tav is kind of the only guy that's still nailed on. I think Goldson has come out today that he's injured or something again for t- tomorrow night. So he's now a big doubt for, for Sunday and 
and yeah, it's just that obviously the, the all the all the uh, players are priced quite heavily as well. So you just it's a big risk when you're when you're thinking about your budget to put in pretty much any player that's they're almost not none of them are guaranteed starters, which is what we want in fantasy sport, right? Exactly. So it's Tab or I, I don't know. I, I kind of feel like if we think Morelos is going to be the mainstay, mm. I think that's quite... Uh, and Check how owned he is, but I kind of feel that he's not going to be that high owned. I might be wrong. Mm. Mm. Hold on. Don't there, believe might, there might be a lot of people with him from the start of the season, but... No, no, he's really low owned, actually. He was going to be one of my stats in part one. He's only 7% yeah, owned, so I despite... Kind of, I kind of feel that's the the more you know he's the best striker in the league. Mm. Barley and Boyce, of course, sorry, Scooby. But <laughs> you know, he, he's he's the name. I've got the, the goal scoring odds for this weekend in front of me, right? So I've got every single oh. goal scorer. And Morelos is, you know, odds on to, to score any time, right? He's the only him and Kamar Roof are odds on to score any time. So he's the most likely to score this weekend, even mm. in a tough game against Hibbs. Bloody expensive, but if it's quite if Morelos is a differential, yeah, um, you know, you don't see players like Kane in the fantasy football, Ronaldo see as differentials. The best player and the best, most expensive strikers in EPL are always the most owned. So mm-hmm. maybe we're trying to look too hard for yeah. um, these budget strikers. Just one Rangers player, Tavernier, in the top 20 most owned players in the game. I mean, what a change but from, from one extreme to another. Um, because Hibs, um, it was another uh, fairly routine win for them uh, against St Johnston, courtesy of who else? Martin Boyle. Um, <laughs> Martin Boyle, the fourth most owned player in the game. I think Rangers on the flips, um, Hibs on the flip side, sorry, you kind of actually you kind of make some sacrifices because I think you could have more than three Hibs players in your team easily. You could have Matt Macy, you could definitely have any of McGinn or Doig or um, Porteous at the back. You know, you want to have Boyle, you want to have Nisbet. I think there's so many options there for Hibs. Um, You know, okay, they're they're not playing, obviously, in Europe. They're focusing on this league campaign, which is fantastic for a fantasy football Scotland. And they're quite a settled side, obviously, um, as well. So, you know, a completely different side there. How is that going to play into, into the match this weekend as well? Do we think the Hibs can get a result against Rangers? They generally... You know, Rangers, they've fared better against Rangers than Celtic in recent years, at fair to say. Yeah, yeah, I think they'll, they'll do quite well. I think Nisbet, for me, I mean, I took him out recently. I think maybe his his fantasy relevance is, is waning slightly. You know, you're happy to have Boyle as your, as your main hips go to. And as you say, Scooby, maybe get a defender in there. And McGinnis as well. He's been a darling this year too. <laughs> yeah, so I, I can definitely see them getting a result at Ibrox this weekend. Um, they were fortunate in a way against St Johnston. I agree that on the balance of play, they probably did deserve to win. But I mean, that penalty was a very generous call and enjoyed uh, Martin Boyle's celebration. Xander Clark was trying to slow him, slow him down in his in his penalty taking by drinking his wa- drinking his water. So as soon as Boyle slotted it, he ran over and squashed oh, uh, Clark's bottle of water straight in his own face. It was quite amusing. <laughs> I, think, I think the Martin Boyle situation is interesting. Scobie, you're saying you're going without Martin Boyle, which feels risky, but it's had four pens out of his six goals, right? Four penalties in seven games is 
you know, that's above the going rate. Some teams won't even get four penalties in a yeah. whole season, never mind seven games and scores. So right now, every time you, you check live score, it's just Martin Boyle penalty. And it's just and how like, many of... what's going on here. So I, I think that's that's not going to keep going. That's a trend that's not going to keep going. So, you know, maybe just watch us all flock to Boyle and you... I'll zag while you all zig. Um, I wonder how many of those penalties uh, Martin Balls won himself, though, to be fair. You know, he does, he is extremely good at that um, with that pace and size, um, yeah, causing havoc um, generally. Um, But yeah, sixth as as you say, high score in the league, still don't have him, um, but I think it's going to be a cracking game. And then Moving on, this feast of football that we keep working through on the other side of Glasgow, obviously, Albion Ajeti produced a, a strong contender for miss of the season. Uh, Celtic slipped up once again at home this time to Dundee United. Dundee United, they obviously now taking four points from their two games um, against the old firm this season. Um, so that's <laughs> off to them. It was Iwalumo-esque, and because that's what we have to pronounce it now, Iwalumo-esque, was it not? It was just awful. Um, <laughs> I just brought him into the team and I was pretty happy with it. And then to have that, he missed another header, which I think was more than a half chance um, a bit later on as well. But uh, he's a tough one, right? If, if he's starting up front for Celtic, you kind of feel you've got to play him. Mm. But yeah, I mean, Gregor, you, you, you weren't in the 1.3% of us, and I say us, that captained him um, this weekend. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Different is... different story for me. I had a high-scoring week if that goes in. <laughs> I have a rush of blood to the head on Saturday, I'm going to be honest. I felt like mixing it up from Tavernier and Ajay. Oh, yeah, and, and threw in the armband. I think I think with Ajeti, I read today that Furuhashi's potentially even going to play tomorrow night. Um, he might come back in, he won't start, but I'm at, um, and said he would, him and McGregor are back and he'd have something, some involvement in the games this weekend. So if we see Furuhashi coming off the bench tomorrow night, then mm. who knows? Who knows? That's big, isn't it? And it's, but it's difficult, isn't it? I've got a jetty in my team and you know, you've got to make two transfers effectively to get Furuhashi in because it's not just that straight switch. I mean, the more and more I think about it, I've just been thinking about wildcarding in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. To be honest. I'm really wow. quite unhappy with my team. Taking the words out of my mouth, John. Absolutely. I think we're all beginning to think about the wildcard. Absolutely. But this just doesn't go out the weekend for it, does it? With all these big games. Well, you've got the international break coming up as well. So maybe yeah. it's something to do over that. Start yeah. drafting. Absolutely. I, think so. I was, was going to. Sorry, Gregor. You... It's just, it's just pushing the button, isn't it? On the wild card, every weekend I've thought I need to wild card. I mm. thought, oh no, I, I can't do it this weekend. And every weekend I'm just talking myself out of it. But mm. I've still got Charlie Adam rotting in my team from the start <laughs> of the season. That's how I'm in dire straits. Here. He has to go as much yeah. as I love the man. I thought it was um, bad that I still had Barisic there, but you know, you, you, Charlie Adams rock, uh, rotting on your edge. Just, just a word on United. I mean, as you said, Scobie, that's a couple of decent results against the old firm. You know, Courts is clearly improving them slowly, I'd say. 
Um, but the big the big change for me, and it was he came back for the Dundee Derby and got a clean sheet in is that is that Benji Segrist is back in this team. And whilst he's maybe not pulling off the saves that'll catch the cameras, I think that man offers so much steadiness to where the crosses come in and just so much stability to the back line that he makes an absolutely enormous impact. And I don't think that's been there caught out too much in the press lately. Podcast favourite. Podcast favourite. Yes. <laughs> we do. Just, yeah. just to touch on United, when I, I look at my, the odds that I've got in front of me, the player outside of anyone that's playing in sort of the big games this weekend, most favourite to score is Nicky Clark. Wow. Um, so he's more likely nice. to score than any Celtic player, apart from the Rangers boys, he's the most likely to score in the whole weekend. So just interesting to see how the how the bookies see these things. They obviously mm. see Ross County as shipping goals. Um, I quite like the strategy of leaving sort of one striker to rotate every week, putting in someone that's got a, a nice fixture, a nice wee run. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I might be having a look at Mickey Clark at 4.1 this week. Mm. It's a good shout. I mean, back to Celtic, um, you know, another player I think that's becoming uh, popular and a consideration, though he is expensive, Jota. Um, 15 points through his last three games, 6.2 million. Um, and obviously with Furuhashi returning, perhaps, that you know, how do they work that? But he sort of, sort of seems to be playing so well that do they have to try and make that work with Abado, Jota and Furuhashi at some point? It's the rotation is a worry, but he looks like a real player. Mm-hmm. Just like it, it's quite rare to see an out and out winger in the Scottish leagues, and he is an out and out winger. And he's playing on the left, but he cuts in and smashes and hit the bar with his right yeah. boot, has his assist with his right boot, but he also takes players on on the outside and hits the byline and cuts it back off his left. So, you know, seeing like an out and out winger, he just feels like he's going to create so many chances. Mm. But six point two, again, if he's a rotation, if, if you see him playing tomorrow night, I don't think he's playing at the weekend. So, mm. uh, just what do you do? It's difficult, isn't it? A bit of a badder, Scooby. You've been on a badder train since the start of the season. It's been a, it's been a great shout. You know, he's he's up to being over a third owned now in the game, thirty six percent. Crucially, he's only five million. Um, and when you compare that to you know Turnbull at six million and mm-hmm. and and as we were saying, um, Jota over six million. Furuhashi is only five point six. When he comes back, it's just yeah. you can't do it. You can't do it, can you? <laughs> no, no matter how many cheap fullbacks we have, it's still difficult to fit yeah. these. That's why that's why Gregor, the point you made about the cheap fullbacks is so good because just look at this midfield. This is where you want to be spending your money. Absolutely. Yeah. And Jota, look, if you're playing the fixtures, he's playing a leaky defence this weekend, is he not? <laughs> Who was the second highest scoring <laughs> player this week, boys? There we go. Anyone got a prize for the second go. highest? It was Connor, Connor Ronan. 15 points. Yeah. Two yeah. goals for St Mirren. The Dons have now not won in eight games. And St Mirren, yes, including Curtis Main, were impressive. <laughs> At the weekend, <laughs> he, did, he did not. He did not touch that ball. I'm he did not. <laughs> to win this one, three two. What <laughs> the fuck is going on at Aberdeen, boys? It's an absolute circus. I'll tell you that, Scooby. It's an absolute circus. Um, I'm not sure what's going on. I don't think I've seen as bad a backline defensively in my time. And, and is it because of Andrew Considine's injury? Um, 
he's the guy that's been in that back line for the last five, six years when we've been so solid. And as soon as he gets injured, it, it's a bit of a mess. But yeah, it, it's all right being bad at the back if you're really creating chances and scoring goals. But we haven't really found our way. Uh, and Glass has no idea what his strongest team is. Um, it's good to see Hedges back at the weekend. Is always the, a big player for us. But, you know, the, the rest of it is just all a bit of a mess at the moment. Um, and, yeah, John, it's just, as Aberdeen fans, it's really tricky situation. Squad looks great on paper. We're all, yeah. you know, keen for the glass revelation. A few good yeah. new signings. It's just pretty dire. When they, when they said that it's going to be more exciting this season, I didn't realise it was going to be exciting in a relegation scrap. <laughs> uh, anyways, I think I agree, agree, Gregor. I think it all comes down to how poor we are at the back. You just have to watch the, the first goal for St Mirren at the weekend where the, the, um, where the striker for St Mirren is, is completely free between... There's 20 yards of space between uh, Bates and McCrory. And that just, you know, screams that there's issues there at the back. And we need to probably get rid of McCrory out of centre-half pretty ASAP to, to try and shore up the defence a little bit. Mm. You know, you can you can easily get a, a too overexcited about this. I mean, at the end of the day, we're still only eight games in. You know, McInnes' reign ended pretty badly. There's probably... It's similar in a way, but not quite as bad as what Andrew's take over at Celtic from Lennon. Uh, you, you know, he has taken over a, a team in massive decline. And he probably will and should get the majority of the season to fix it, I think. Um, but it's, yeah, it's certainly not been quite um, what we're expecting. And I think it's hurt, it's hurt slightly more by the fact that just that the squad does seem quite good. Like there does yeah. seem decent options there. Um, yeah. And the St. Mirren game, I mean, it was pretty comfortable up until the red cards, which it was definitely yeah. sending off. Yeah, I think that's a fair point. Like first half, we were pretty comfortable. I was thinking, yeah, we're looking, we're looking all right here. We're not going to lose this. Silly sending off, and I think he had to go, and then it was just yeah, just pandemonium at the back from then. Uh, yeah. There, you know, Johnny Hayes, just I mean, just a comedy of errors for that second goal, and then yeah, big Curtis Main who seems to always haunt Aberdeen. Um, don't think he God knows how many goals he scored for us compared to how many we put in against us. It's embarrassing, but yeah, I claim he doesn't touch it. So I'm not yeah, claim he. <laughs> but you know, Ramsey still feels like a good shout, and I suppose. Yeah, that was going to be my question to you. Sorry to to to, to reframe it. I'm not just yeah. uh, I'm not just goading you. You who can we trust? Because we we talked about Ramsey's been a bit of a points machine. Ramirez is scoring again, so uh, we still see some value in in these Aberdeen assets. I think I think Ramsey's still. So good to go, even without the clean sheets. He's, mm-hmm. as I said, there's enough crosses coming in. He's the shining light. He, he shoots on sight. He's whipping across in all set pieces. I think he's fine. Um, I think Lewis Ferguson, sort of fantasy fit bar favourite. Not, not, not for me. Uh, if he's if he's not on the pen, if he's not taking penalties and banging them in, he's not really the one there. Yeah. And Ramirez is, I think, the only other one for contention. And look. I, I am not convinced about Ramirez. I don't think he's a natural goal scorer. I think he's more of a hold-up man. But I guess my argument for putting Ramirez in your team is if he stays fit and he plays up front for Aberdeen every game this season, yeah. give or take a few, given we are playing an attacking win and we are creating chances, mm-hmm. it, 
he's going to score goals just by the matter of being there. It's clear that Aberdeen are making him the focal point. He's the only one that can score for them. And you can see by the set pieces that uh, Russell, the attacking coach, is the one at the weekend. They're all centred around him, right? We're doing little short corners, free kicks, blocking off markers, all to get him a sight on goal. So his header was excellent at the weekend, but I just can't, I just don't see him being like one-on-one with goalkeepers and finishing chances here. But by the virtue of playing up front for Aberdeen every game this season, I think he'll give you a goal every three games. And if that's what you want, 12, 14 goals a season, then yeah, he's one of the man of your team. Yeah. Tough run for Aberdeen coming up as well. Don't forget, four yeah. of the next five fixtures are against both Edinburgh teams and both uh, of the Arse Cheeks as well. So uh, difficult run of fixtures and Dundee in amongst there as well, which can be... Um, interesting, interesting yes. times at Pataudry. We, we, we will have to pick this one up again at the end of uh, at the end of October. <laughs> uh, well, boys, it's a it's a feast of football. Lots and lots of good stuff to look forward to. We've kind of covered the whole league there, um, but rightly so. Um, so yeah, I think that's us for part two. Hello, welcome back to part three of this week's Fantasy Fitbab pod. This is the part where we will go to Twitter and my DMs for questions. Are you scared, hmm. Gregor? I know what your DMs look like, so you're yeah. petrified. It's the Fantasy Fitbab pod DMs, not yours. Not yours. <laughs> 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 right, we need to stop talking about my DMs. <laughs> Oh dear. We'll, we'll start with an easy one and we'll actually give this one to Scobie, Gregor. We'll give you a, we'll just ease you in. And then Richie's been in touch and he's asking about goalkeepers, Scobie. Mm-hmm. And it was just a straight up, who would you play in, in, in goals this weekend? Would it be Clark uh, for the Super Jays against Dundee or would you go Strijek for Livy against St Mirren? Well, well, I actually, because he has been my rotation goalie, it's uh, Jack Anik at St Mirren against Livingston is mm-hmm. my choice um, to sort of throw a third one in for you. If you don't have those options, I would probably stick with Xander Clark at Fritzen Johnson at home. But uh, I think Anik's um, a good option to have, a good price. And I think you should have, as we've talked about before, two good goalies in your squad, given the, the broad range of options. Correct, correct. All right, Gregor, we'll ease you in. There was one from Ben Slaney that said, Ramirez, stick or twist. Given what you said in part two, what are you doing? I think if I've got him in my team, I'm a stick. But if I don't have him in my team, I'm not taking him in. I like it. Does that, that's a bit of a wishy-washy, but I think if he's in and you've kind of got the team around him mm-hmm. and he's getting you a goal every two, three games, yeah. I think it's fine. But I think it's just tricky just to smash him right in there. I, th- I think he's not a fire in your team. You know what I mean by a fire? Like, like someone's injured or suspended or not getting a game. Like Ramirez is not a huge issue in your team. And with Celtic coming up at the weekend, I think that's goals. I think, I think there could be six or seven goals at Pataudry this, uh, this weekend. That's yeah. a big, bold claim. <laughs> six yeah, yeah. or seven goals, I love that. Yeah. Hopefully yeah. not all for the hoops, but we'll see. <laughs> You keep you keep keeping for that, and then you get a Dundee the week after. You at least let him have those couple of games. See what yeah. he can bring you. 
All right, all right. So we've had we've had quite a lot tonight on the fantasy fit bar. Uh, so I've gone to the gaffer with this one, Gregor, and uh, I think this is a good serious question actually, and I think we'd, we'd love to get your uh, opinion here as a Scotland international DraftKings player. Um, so what is your thoughts on the new cash fact? cash fantasy functionality that the fantasy football Scotland app has has promised but not yet delivered? Um, beside myself in excitement. Um, as a Scottish international DraftKings player, uh, <laughs> I <laughs> do like the more complicated versions of fantasy football. Uh, and gosh, you can do it on every league in the world apart from the Scottish Premier League. So wow. if, if we if it is what I think it is, and it's mm. DFS, it's daily fantasy sports. So it's it's not sort of just pay your tenor for a season and play. It's actually right. We're going to uh, play over one game week, and you build your team and put money in. Uh, and the stats are a bit more stat heavy than we have at the moment. I know I moaned about it at the start, but when you get points for crosses and tackles won and um, fouls conceded and you can see all the stats, I'm, I'm quite excited by it. So excited to see what they roll out um, and hope others enjoy it too. Well, we'll get you on for a DraftKings special podcast preview if it does... Um... Send people to sleep. Well, yeah, well, we'll make some money. Or would you not want to share your tips? <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Remains undecided. Undecided. All right, and then final question this week uh, before we move on to the to the Fantasy Fit Bar pod. League is from Jimmy Ketz himself. And he has said that uh, to you, Gregor, as a man who's previously found himself being used in, um, quotes, special teams role, where you're wheeled on, for just three kicks in range and then wheeled off immediately. Uh, who do you think is most suited to this role in the cinch? Oh, I like that. Yeah, I do like my set-piece specialists as well. And the easy answer is Calvin Ramsey, right? He's hitting everything, but I don't see Calvin Ramsey getting rolled on and rolled off in the cinch. Um, but the one I like... Uh, and I'm, I said him before in the last pod, and I got a bit of stick from my mate, is Blair Spittle. Blair Spittle. Uh, Blair Spittle has a monopoly of set pieces for Ross County. Yes, Ross County are terrible, but I like Blair Spittle, and I think Blair Spittle has picked up form since I called him out in the last pod. So I'm going to say that um, Blair Spittle is your sort of... Yeah, under-the-radar set-piece uh, set guy there. You're preaching to a choir because I uh, also brought in Blair Spittle. Um, like like He's the top goal scorer um, for Ross County, or point scorer for Ross County this season. I mean, that's kind of like being the best-looking bird in Dingwall, but... Uh... <laughs> he also brought, guys, he got a bonus point for shots last week to go back on oh, Gregor. Wow. Greg has wow. four shots, um, which got earned in the bonus point. The wow. lesser seen bonus point. So, Gregor, do you ever get wheeled out in a sort of Mark Noble capacity for the 95th minute uh, penalty? Uh, not penalties. I've, I've missed too many of those in my time. But, yeah, free kicks. Uh, I've been known uh, to be rolled on for free kicks. Never once have I rolled on for a free kick and scored. So, it, you have that horrible roll on 
blaze it over the bar and then imagine just like trucking off back subbed. Um, it's pretty demoralising, but I, I bring it upon myself. Uh, I usually come off after about 60 minutes because I'm knackered. And then the, um, it happened the other day, actually. The boys were like, oh, they're coming to take the free kick. And I didn't even have my shin guards on. And I was like getting them on. And then I didn't even get them on. So pretty embarrassing. But yeah, in the latter years of my career, I'm certainly heading towards that special team uh, that's, that's type of game. Yeah. Yeah, very good. Very good. Can I share my Callum Slattery stats before we leave? Of course you can, yes. That, you, I don't know what you, I thought you were about to share something else there, Gregor. No, Scobie, you mentioned him earlier and he scored a, a ripper at the weekend. I have a really good stat about Callum Slattery and it's nothing to do with fantasy football, unfortunately. But Callum Slattery has conceded the most fouls in the league this season, right? Yeah. Callum Slattery has also been fouled the most in the league this season. <laughs> How ridiculous is that? Someone oh that Callum Slattery is in midfield hacking boys down, and, being, and he's also being fouled the most. I, I reckon he's waiting for them to come it, just to get like, involved in the. I, I, look, I looked into it a bit more, and like if you look at the Premier League, it's like Zaha, all these like fast wingers get fouled the most. They've never conceded a foul at all in their lives. In the SPL, it's like Lewis Ferguson, they foul <laughs> each other and they get fouled back. Um, <laughs> Scott Brown, um, Butcher, that guy, they just foul and they foul each other. So it's just a kicking match. But yeah, I thought that was, I bet that's never <laughs> happened ever before in any sort of football league. You should get, you should get, you should get bonus, you should get like five bonus points if you manage to, to get a yellow card and then, I don't know, <laughs> so get weird. someone else a yellow card in the game or something. That would be the, the new angle. <laughs> Oh, brilliant, brilliant. A, a, a top a top night of stats from you, um, Neebs, and that was, a, that was a great one to end on. Um, to jump into the league then, we've got a new league leader. Obviously, we've not looked at it for two weeks, so our new league leader is Dortmund 5-0, Daniel Galan, with a strong 485 points uh, for the first seven weeks. So, having ranked uh, fairly highly, I imagine, in the, in the whole game, so... Um, well done, Daniel. Uh, John, good name for our top scorer in the league this week. Um, and Gregor, no Scotland, no. Party. Exactly. I thought it was going to be Scotland someone like no, no cinch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no Scotland, no cinch. No Scotland, no party. Michael Cameron, uh, top scorer with 91 points. Wow. Um, it was a fairly high scoring week for lots of people in the top half of the league mm -hmm. but 90 he was going to want to bring, break that 90 barrier he had Cochrane he had Jota he had Abada he had Ramirez you name it he had it so well done Michael a top top week superb well thank you so much for coming on Nibs. Um you've been very well uh, researched which we was like and giving us well teaching us it's, it's always a school night isn't it school being oh it is <laughs> I enjoyed it. Thanks for having me. Any excuse to rake in the, the database of Scottish football stats? Not much work was done today, I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, a pleasure to have you on, mate. We will see you again this season, I'm sure. Um, and yeah, what a weekend of football we have to look forward to. Yeah, enjoy the bumper weekend and Scooby, enjoy watching um, Motherwell dispatch the JITs at Tynecastle. I'm, I'm not feeling confident, put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> right, here we go, folks. <laughs>